It's the skeleton. He's only pretending to be a skeleton. He must be the mastermind behind all this trouble. Derek, are you sure that's not a real skeleton? No, actually it's that groovy Scoobcast, your go-to audio hub for all things Scooby-Doo. Welcome back, guys. My name is Derek. And I'm Shannon. And today we're going to be reviewing The Spooky Fog of Juneberry from the new Scooby-Doo movies. Ooh. I'm not excited no. to talk about this at all. This episode featured Don Knotts. Okay. Great. <laughs> Real happy about it. We're never excited for this show. No. Never, ever. And you know, at some point in this episode, we're going to go on our rant about why we hate this series mm-hmm. again, like we do every single season. Our listeners know by now. This is... It's not news. No, it's not news. It's not good. Like... I don't know. I'm just over it. I'm, I'm over it. But um, before we have to talk about that bullshit, <laughs> let's kick off our mystery machine match. Uh, this is our weekly trivia competition where Shannon and I try to figure out which one of us knows Scooby-Doo better than the other. Currently, I'm sitting with two points while Shannon has one. You thinking you're going to take on the upper hand today, Shannon? The world may never know. Well, we're about to know now. <laughs> actually. The, the world is about to know. <laughs> well, then let's find out. As always, Shannon, you can go first today. In Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders, what is the name of the diner where the gang meets? Mamma Mione's or Sergio's? I think it was Sergio's. Correct. Because Mama Mione's was the uh, the Iron Face yeah. episode. All right, here is your first question today. What Asian city saw the three teams in Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics competing in sumo wrestling? Asian city. Think of where sumo wrestling is and think of the only city you know there. So Tokyo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is your next question for me? Scooby-Doo was once used as part of a campaign by what well-known convenience store? Oh, shit. I don't know. Um, It's a convenience store? Mm-hmm. Is it still around today? Yes. Um... I really don't know. Have I ever talked about it before? I don't think so. What was it? 7-Eleven. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, like, I never knew, but it makes sense because 7-Eleven does, like, Deadpool and stuff like that nowadays. So I could see them doing I mean, I guess it's not, like, unheard of, but I just didn't know that. Mm -mm. Okay, that was interesting. Here's your next question. In 1970, J.S. Sutton and Sons manufactured what item featuring the likeness of Scooby-Doo? A plush toy or an action figure? What year was it? 1970. I think I have this item, actually. (laughs) That doesn't help me at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. I think I do actually own this item. A plush toy? It was a plush toy. Okay. My thought was you have more plushes, and I don't think I've seen an action figure. 
I mean, there's Scooby-Doo action figures. Yeah, but, but like, you have not more plushies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's your last question for me today? Yes or no? In one of the Scooby-Doo All-Star Laugh Olympic episodes, teams had to try and build igloos. I feel like that's true. Yes? Yeah. All right. Here is your last question today. The phantom in Hassel in the Castle turned out to be whom? An archaeologist or a magician? An archaeologist. It was a magician. No! Yep. It was Bluestone the Great. Oh. He was wanted in six states. Okay. For some reason, I just remember that. But yeah, he was a magician. That's how he was doing all the little tricks in that castle. We haven't reviewed it on this podcast yet, but I really do feel like you've seen this episode. I, I have. Um, but. Well, it looks like today we each collected two points, which brings our totals for the Mystery Machine match with me to four and Shannon to three. Um, so I still have a one point lead. It's okay. There's many more episodes to come. Yeah. So you ready to start talking about that spooky fog in Juneberry? I mean, no, but let's do it anyway. Okay. Like we said before, this week's episode is from the new Scooby-Doo movies. Here is a premise for the spooky fog of Juneberry coming from Scoobypedia. When the gang gets pulled over by a local police officer, Don Knotts, they spend the night in the city. But it doesn't take long before the gang find another strange mystery. It tells me nothing at all. Also, like... The thing is, <laughs> the town of Juneberry has a lot going on. And it sucks. Yeah. Like, who fucking wants to live there? Um, nobody, because they're dying and leaving in mass counts. Well, let's let's premise this. So, the gang's driving. They're clearly in, like, a desert-type area. You're just seeing mountains, rocky I also have a terrain. question on why. They're just always driving somewhere but like so they're in the middle of absolutely nowhere to the point where like they passed a burger stand 50 miles back wasn't it yeah like 50 miles back and then they're like well the next burger stand isn't for another like 100 miles or whatever and so they're like well we're just gonna have to stop in the next town and like figure out what they have fred suggests that they just eat the last of the watermelon they have and lo and behold, Shaggy and Scooby are in the back eating it. Hearing everybody complain about how they're hungry. Yeah. And they just continue eating. Well, and even like Daphne was just like, because Fred says something about, oh, well, at least we have the last of the watermelon. And Daphne goes, well, we had the last of the watermelon. It would have been nice if they had asked us. but Yeah. yeah. And then Thelma goes, yeah, they could have at least thrown us some seeds. Right. And like, then it pans to the back and the guys are just back there hamming. Yeah, they're, they don't care. No. They're assholes. Um, they do come across the population sign for Juneberry. Initially, when the sign was made, the population of Juneberry was 6,239 people. There's an X through this number. It dropped from that number to 4,840. And it's crossed out again. And now, as far as we know, right now, there are 2,230 people there now. We only ever see... The sheriff, his deputy, and one other person. Well, we do see, like, a Well, we see a family leave, but they left. Yeah, they left. They're gone. (laughs) That's, like, four less people now. So, So 2,226. (laughs) Well, they need to update the sign to three. Pretty much. You don't... I mean, that's not unheard of, though, for this show. They don't have... They don't have, like, little background characters Yeah, the backgrounds in this show are very lacking of life. Yeah. (laughs) Like... 
I will give that to Where Are You, though, which is an older Scooby-Doo cartoon. But there were lots of episodes where they had background characters. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you, you see them. And it's like, huh. Yeah, this this new Scooby-Doo movie's world is just dead. There's nobody there. No one lives in They're this world. They're post-apocalyptic. They Basically. This town looks awful. Oh, it does. Well, okay. So let's get started, though. They see the sign, and they start to drive into the town. And all this fog is there, and they start hearing this, like, moaning and, like, just ghostly sounds. Scooby and Shay are freaking out in the backseat per character. Yeah. Um, and so they keep driving. Like, clearly they're not going to stop while all of these scary sounds are happening. I think Velma at one point makes a comment about just, like, oh, Scooby's ghosts are getting closer. Like... Well, I think Scooby had identified them as ghosts. Oh, okay. So that's what he said. And that's why they were joking about how they're his ghosts. But so, uh, so then they drive out of Juneberry because the fog is just so thick and they don't want to be in Juneberry. It's creepy as fuck. I don't want to be in Juneberry. Yeah. So they drive out of it. Um, and as they're driving, they're like, well, we're going to have to stop in the next town. We'll just keep driving. They start hearing a siren kind of noise and they realize that they are being followed by a police motorcycle. So they get pulled over and I also wait, I want to talk about when they hear the siren, um, no one seems to know what it is. And then Shaggy and Scooby look like they're looking out like the back window, but the van has doors. So we know there's not a back window, but Scooby and Shaggy are like pointing at the mm-hmm. back door and they're like, oh, it's a police officer. Yeah. Like they just know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so they have, um, x-ray vision. So they get pulled over, and it's Don Knotts, who is a police officer in Juneberry. Scooby identifies him right away. Right. He's talking to Fred, and it's just talking trash, because Don Knotts is just Don Knotts. And Scooby's whispering over to Shaggy, and then Shaggy starts whispering to Daphne, and they're all like, you're absolutely right. And Daphne just points at him, and it's like, you're Don Knotts, aren't you? And Don is like... Yeah. Yeah. And like he's like readjusting his shirt and he's constantly touching his pants throughout this entire episode. Don Knotts has a little gag throughout this whole thing where like. He just adjusts his pants. Constantly touching his pants. I wonder because the last time we had a comedian on the. On these on this show, like these movies. Jonathan Winters, yes. um, They did his little gag with having Aunt. Whoever it was. May or whatever. So I, I wonder if I wonder if Don Knotts have has a gag about like readjusting pants. I'm not really familiar with Don Knotts' work. Me so. either, but like I'm I'm gonna say that might be a thing just because like the sh- the writers have been known to like put little gags in there like that. So maybe that was a thing. I made a note that when he first pulled when he like first walked up to the van to talk to Fred, mm-hmm. he was wearing these white gloves. Yeah, he took them off. And then the show played the laugh track in the background. And I'm just like, that wasn't, why was that funny? So like at one point, I mean, it wasn't funny, but at one point when he went to take off the the glove, he like struggled for a second. Oh, And I guess that was funny. I don't know. Zom exclaimed that Don Knotts is the gang's favorite. You're our favorite. She was smiling huge when she said that to him. That's rude. Because you later meet Jonathan Winters, who, in my opinion, is a little bit better. <laughs> um, Don Knotts tells them that, like, they're going to be driving, like, a thousand miles before they reach the next yeah. town. And I'm like, okay. so Dramatic, but sure. A little bit. 
the gang spontaneously decides to change their mind and go back to Juneberry. They had reservations at first. Yeah, because Juneberry's fucking terrifying. Yes. Like, Donuts was about to leave. He, like, hopped on his motorcycle and, like, he just fell oh. off it. And Fred's like, wait, sir, like, you know, yeah, we'll just, we change our minds. We'll go back to Juneberry with you. And he's like, do you want a police escort? And I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere of the desert. Like, you don't need one, but fine. So they follow him back to Juneberry. The fog is gone. So, like, that dark fog they at first encountered there, it's completely gone. Just a bright, nice day now in this place. It looks like a like a classic Western, like, theme park ghost town in a way. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing in this town. Like, you see a bank, a hotel. It's not named. So, it's just hotel. Yeah, so I wrote everything down. So, like, there's a building that looks like a bank, but it's not labeled bank. But oh, like, I assumed it was a bank. Yeah, okay. I assumed it was also a bank, but then, like, after we watched it, like, the second and third time. We watched this episode three <laughs> times, guys. If you've ever seen it, like, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> you know our pain. Yes. Um, But, yeah, it's not labeled bank, but it definitely looks like a bank. I'm assuming it is. Uh, Then there's a place called City Jail Hotel. Just that's it. Um, We have El Taco. The Taco. And then we have Juneberry's It. I would like to assume it's like Irish Tavern or something. Kind of like the one that's like right up the street from my apartment here. I would <laughs> assume that, but like they're in the like West. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. It's never explained. Um, but they meet the sheriff. I don't know his actual name, but he's a sheriff. He's wearing the same like brown uniform as Don Knotts, uh-huh. but he has like this odd white hat that just doesn't look right on him. And I'm just like, why are you wearing that ridiculous hat? They also encounter a car with a family that is like, nope, we're out of here. Like, like, deuces. Leaving, bye. I'm like, can I just hop in the car with you, please? Because this place looks awful. And my thing is, um, I think at that point, we're supposed to assume that. Like, the mass population drop is from just people leaving. But that's just so dramatic. Well, and also, like, the way that this town looks and absolutely everything they encounter while in this town makes me believe that, like, most of these people died. (laughs) I would like to assume that they just all died. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Like, there are just mass graves around Juneberry. Like, I'm assuming maybe, like, a few hundred people left. But to assume that, like, almost, like... 4,000 people were just like, deuces, I'm out. Because the population dropped by 4,009 people. Yeah. I just did the math in my head. Yeah, 4,009 people. Like, that's a lot. Left Juneberry. And like, I... Can you imagine the economic, like, turmoil in this town? That's why the town looks so (laughs) shitty. But, I mean, it's just insane. And like, not that I expect anything from these episodes anymore, but nothing's really explained. The fog is never explained. Well, we'll get to that. Like, we're going to get to it, but, like, none of the creatures are really ever explained besides one of them. Like, the whole thing is just a mess. We meet Gene Haltry. He drives up in his, like, long, white, fancy car. It's got bullhorns on the front. (laughs) Yes. And he comes up to the sheriff, and he's like, Sheriff, when are you going to, you know, deal with this cattle... Issue. Cattle, yeah, like... I guess cattle are disappearing. Is that what it was? Like Maybe people are stealing them? I don't know. We don't know. Irony is that he is the villain. So, like, 
he's just walking up to the sheriff. He's like, hey, come investigate me. I do want to point out that this happens a lot in Scooby-Doo. Because it happened with the, um, with Scooby-Doo, Scrappy-Doo. Okay, well, like, okay, here's the thing. There's a difference between, like, um, Jonathan Johnson, that yeah. guy, the guy from the Scrappy-Doo episode, where they go out of their way to pursue the authorities and get the authorities involved in trying to solve their crime. Like, that's idiotic and dumb. And that's what this guy is doing. But there's a difference between that and, like, let's say, you know, we're just in the background of a Scooby-Doo episode and you're the villain and something happens and everyone's freaking out and you're, like, trying to pretend that you're a good guy and you're, like, you're playing it off and you're trying to cooperate with the authorities. That's different. Because you're just cooperating. No. Gene Haltry went out of his way to come into downtown Juneberry, find the sheriff, and he's like, hey, get on my case. He just keeps pushing the sheriff. Clearly, because this is not the first time that he's talked to the sheriff about this He's like, yo, we've had this discussion. Like, where the fuck are my cattle, dude? Investigate me. Please, figure it (laughs) out. Like, hello? Shaggy and Fred ask... Don Knotts, like, hey, so where's this hotel and food that you promised us here in Juneberry? And, like, I'm just looking at the hotel sign off on the side of the screen. Like, hey, well, there's the hotel. Yeah. They might have food there. I don't know. You can go to El Taco. No. Yeah, you can go to El Taco. Yep. Yep, they can go to El Taco. So right there on the screen, it solves all of your problems. All your problems. No. Don Knotts takes them to the city jail. And he, like... He's like, here are the beds, and they're in the jail cells. Yeah, the beds in the jail cells. He's like, I, I uh, just changed the linens on them myself. And they're like, okay, so what about food? And he's like, he pulls out a sack, and he opens it, and he's like, banana custard, and he puts a bunch of bananas and cans of custard on the table, and then exclaims that somebody was like, I don't know if they were getting a ticket or something, and he paid them off with the bananas and custard. Yeah, he opens it up. He goes, how do you feel about banana custard delight? Yeah. And then Fred's like, I guess I'll take some banana custard delight. Like, it's better than fucking nothing. My thing is, I would have been like, hey, Don, what about the taco? Well, my thing, though, in defense of them, if your restaurant is called El Taco and you're a Mexican restaurant and, like, that's all you can come up with, I don't think it's that good. Okay. I don't think the food is going to be that quite great, Shannon. All right. What about... Or maybe it's because there's only two people left in town, and so nobody is running the taco or hotel. Okay. Like, maybe it's, like, they're in an abandoned town at this point. The town did just lose 4,000 people, (laughs) so. so. like, maybe they don't have any, like, maybe this is legit all they have. Um. But I still would have been, like, (laughs) you can go sleep in the rooms in the hotel, but, like. This is all I have for food. Well, I made a comment about this during our second watching of the episode because Don was, like, telling Fred when he pulled him over, like, you know, like, I don't have any excuses for you. Like, you committed a crime. Like, bummer. And I like to think that Don Nas was, like, just luring them back to town. To arrest them? Just to arrest them without actually arresting them right there on the spot because he was driving a motorcycle. Yeah. Like, he can't, like, put them in a cop car or anything. So he lured them back to town and then threw them in the jail cells. (laughs) Yeah. And if they were just like, are we being arrested? He could have been like, are you handcuffed? (laughs) Like, just just get in the jail cell, man. Just go to sleep. Um, I'll see you in, like, a year. (laughs) 
So the gang do end up staying in the jail cells. They are all sleeping on the beds. Except somehow all the beds like get in one room. They probably just moved them into one room. I don't think the jail cell was that big. Well, I'm it's Scooby Doo. <laughs> um so Don is sleeping in his chair at his desk. I'm looking behind him at like all the posters and stuff that are on his bulletin board. Oh yeah. Um so they have a few wanted posters, and I identified three names that were on these posters. We have Trader Jim, Shady Jack, and Sneaky Pete. I will admit, with Shady Jack, I saw his picture. He does look shady. Yeah. His name does fit the profile. But so that means there's three wanted criminals out there and 4,009 missing people. <laughs> They're part of that, um, the Boot Hill Gang. The Boot Hill Gang. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, guys. Um, so Don Knotts, he kind of awakes to something walking through the jail. So it's this giant, like... Shadow. We yeah. don't We don't see what it is, ever. We are to assume that it's the villain, like the main villain we're going to talk about later on in but the episode. The, that that thing that we see later on is not as big as the shadow is cast. I'm not even comparing so the just, sizes. I just don't like the fact that Don Knotts was so shocked by this monster. He couldn't say anything. He, like, actually grabbed his neck. Like, I guess he was just gasping for breath. Yeah. And then went back to sleep. Because he did. Because then, whatever this thing is, walks into the jail cell, wakes up Scooby, who also is just blown away what by the sight of this do, thing. Though? I don't know. Because it threw the, the horseshoe. Yeah. It threw the horseshoe at the, the jail bars, and it had a note on it. And the note was just like, get out of town before it was too late. My but then it left. Is, yeah. And Scooby didn't say what it was. Don Knotts didn't say what it was. Don Knotts went to sleep. My issue with it is, there's so many issues with this scene. But one of my biggest issues is, this thing walks in, like walked into the jail cell. I guess watched everybody for a second, turned around and walked out. Because the way that the horseshoe was thrown almost looks like it was thrown from like the front door. Yeah. So like he like walked in, walked all the way in. And turn around, walked all the way out, threw a horseshoe and left. Like, bro, you could have just opened the door or, like, thrown it through a window. Like, stop. I don't know. Um, but Don Knotts, the whole, this whole scene was a mess. He kept falling asleep. It's so like, Don, dude, Don do you Knotts, not sleep? <laughs> Don Knotts goes to back to sleep. And then the gang wake up and they splash Don with uh, water. So then he wakes back up and then he, like, runs over... To the, the wall or something. He, I don't remember what he was doing. But then he, he like passes out again. Yeah. And, and then so he wakes up. And with water again. And then the scene like cuts out and then cuts back in. And it's him sleeping in the chair and Scooby like licking his face. And Fred's just watching him. And then he wakes up and everybody's like, and he's like, what happened? And everyone's like, uh, we were attacked last night. And I'm like, Don, what the fuck, dude? Like, what just happened? <laughs> Why is your sleeping pattern so shot? Like, so what the fuck is like, going on? <laughs> I think that the sheriff and deputy in this town have narcolepsy. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> um, so the gang decides that they, okay, so they heard a laugh. They oh. did hear a laugh from whatever they saw last night. Or whatever Scooby and Donna saw last night. Yeah. So they decide that they are going to bring in the sheriff, who they now think is the villain. 
and they want to see if his laugh matches the laugh of what they heard last night. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that's very scientific. No, it, it doesn't hold up in court, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest that I thought that the sheriff could possibly be in on it. I didn't think that he was going to be like the mastermind. I thought the same thing. But You're I thought not he was going to be thought. in it. Yes. Um, so Sheriff Dandy comes in. Oh, is that his name? Yeah. I didn't know his name. <laughs> sheriff Dandy. Uh, comes in. Oh, also, Don says, well, Sheriff Dandy doesn't laugh. I think it's because of a tragedy in his life. Like, oh. <laughs> Let's just throw out Sheriff Dandy's business to these yeah, kids. Like, dude. <laughs> he also mentions at one point, uh, Don Motts says something. It was one of the times that they splashed him with water. And he was like, oh. Rubbing his butt. Yeah, yes. rubbing his butt. He goes, oh, my old war wound is acting up. I was like, <laughs> what? First off, what war were you in? And second off, like, what? <laughs> um, okay, so they bring Sheriff Dandy in. They're all trying to do these little things to make him laugh. They like, are so, so stupid. They're all awful. So Daphne and Shaggy tried to do a laughing game. Derek, have you ever played the laughing game? I don't think I have. It's easy. All you have to do is just let yourself go. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, wait, 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 Shannon. It's more like... <laughs> <laughs> and this sheriff is looking at these two, like, what guys. The Fred and Velma, this was an interesting thing when we noticed it the yes. third time. Okay, so we'll give you guys a little bit of background. We were watching this episode last night. It's like... 1230. And we decided, oh, well, you know, the next episode just started. Let's just watch it. Like, we're not... We were being lazy. The remote wasn't working. So we were like, we'll just watch this next episode and go to bed. Yeah. So we ended up watching... I, don't, I forget the name of the episode. Something with a snow beast or Bigfoot. It was it was Bigfoot. It was the new Scooby-Doo movies episode that had Bigfoot and it guest starred Laurel and Hardy. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting because... That episode comes after this one, the one we're talking about right now. Fred and Velma impersonate Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. And they're trying to make him laugh with Laurel and Hardy bit. It's just, we didn't catch it until our third watch because we didn't realize what they were doing. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. He, Fred just called Velma Stanley. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Velma just... Like, what? Like, we were so caught off guard at first. I'm like, what? Well, and it made me think, because, you know, we've had that conversation the last time we watched this, when they opened the carnival back up with the Three Stooges, that we thought that, like... We saw Mrs. Baker there. We made a joke about (laughs) Miss Baker. We didn't really think it was, like, for real or whatever. But I'm interested to know if they did have, Miss like, Miss Baker in there, just as a joke, and put little tidbits in each episode. I think that one wasn't as intentional, but this one definitely was. This one's definitely It had to have been. Yeah. Um, because then you would have also figured, like, at the time, this episode just probably just aired on a Saturday morning, and then the Laurel and Hardy one aired on the TV the next day, the next week. Yeah. Like, these episodes were already made, they knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. like, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. And I gotta now wonder if we're gonna come across that at all, either in this show in the future, or Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which is doing a similar yeah. format with guest stars. Um, so, Scooby decides to try and do a dance, and... Shaggy is just eating a banana now. He throws the banana peel on the floor because, you know, like you do. And Scooby slips on it. He falls into, like, some jail bars. And that gets the sheriff cackling. Well. And his cackle is awful. I also want to take note that when... 
Fred and Velma were doing their little tidbit, the sheriff fell asleep. No, that was when Shaggy and Daphne were doing the laughing game. Oh. He fell asleep while they were just laughing at him. I'm yeah. like, yeah, like this entire town just that's, has this issue with sleeping. That's going to be my go-to move from now on. Whenever people start irritating me, I'm just going to like lean back and close my eyes and just go to sleep. Maybe that's what's killing all these people in Junebear. Like everyone just falls asleep and they don't wake up. No, no. <laughs> Narcolepsy, but worse. <laughs> um... So he starts laughing, and they're like, oh, because his laugh is just awful. And Don Otis is like, Don- that's, that's probably why he doesn't laugh all that often. I'm like, yeah, same. <laughs> Don Knotts is just an asshole, too. So now they look out the windows, because it, it's daytime now. And now it's getting dark. You know, the, that dark fog that they encountered yesterday is now back. It's like an eclipse. <laughs> Fred looks outside. He's like, it's the middle of the day. It's like an eclipse. I'm like, Frank Welker, come on. <laughs> eclipse. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so they asked the sheriff, like, hey, like, are you going to go out there and do something? He's like, I mean, I, I can't even see anything. What am I going to do? I mean, so, that's fair. But then Fred and Velma, they're just like, well, we'll go out there. And then, you know, it just cuts We'll scene. be fucking adults. I look at Shannon when we're watching so I'm just like, I'm brave. <laughs> <laughs> so they go out there. They can't see shit. And. <laughs> That's why the sheriff didn't go out there. Yes. Velma says that she'll stay close to Fred. In this episode, Velma was very wet for Fred. Yes. We'll elaborate as it comes. But yes, she wanted to stay close to Fred. Very close. Very close. Until that taco side fell and it divided oh them. <laughs> um, so while they're out there, Daphne, the sheriff, Don Knotts, Scooby and Shaggy, they're all still at the city jail. All of a sudden, the red-eyed vulture flies through the window and the sheriff, who is evidently like, has a history with this vulture. He's, he's just like, like, oh, it's the red-eyed vulture. Again. <laughs> And it's just flying and causing terror and everything. And you never see it again. No, and it doesn't do shit while it's in there. I'm very confident that this vulture is an independent problem (laughs) in this town from the actual mystery. (laughs) This town has a lot of issues. (laughs) Um, So they're dealing with this vulture. Oh, and then with the fog came the moaning again. Yes, that happens as well. Uh, Which is also never explained. I'll counter you on that later. Okay. So the fog lifts and they go outside and they find tire tracks and they're like, we're going to follow them. And I'm like, why are you guys so perplexed by these tire tracks? Like there's no one else in this town. Yeah. But we've seen other cars. We've seen four other vehicles so far in this town. Like, were you guys so like comfortable knowing all the tire tracks in town now to where these ones just don't look familiar. They don't look like the other ones. They're detectives, Derek. They detect. Oh, that's what that word means? (laughs) They follow them out a little bit outside of like the downtown area, I guess. And they end at like some crumbled damaged road, which I don't know why it's damaged, but it is. Um, Fred asks Don Knotts where it leads, and Don Knotts is mortified. He is triggered. Yes, he says that they lead to the boot hill. I think, yeah, bootleg hill? Boot, bootleg hill. And 
that doesn't indicate to me anything of what bootleg hill is. Like, okay, so it sounds like a hill. It's nearby, I guess. And it has something to do with bootlegging. And Velma, who evidently is very familiar with Juneberry, is like, the cemetery? Yeah. She's correct. I'm like, okay. Maybe she knows about it because of the boot hill gang. But Yeah, but then that would mean that Velma just has a knowledge of the history of Juneberry. Maybe that's why she didn't want to stop in Juneberry, because, like, bitch knows. She knows what happened here. Okay, yeah. This episode caught me off guard. So... Like, the, the, these the... shows need to stop catching me off guard yeah. with drugs and <laughs> shit like this. I'm tired of it. So, this show that we are watching, um, they walk into the cemetery and... It's suddenly nighttime. And also, yeah. Well, we also... <laughs> Scooby-Doo doesn't know what time it is ever. Uh, so, Don Knotts is still very triggered and they kind of ask him, like, something. And he's like, there's ghosts, trees, trees swinging... Ghost trees. And they look over, and there is a tree. And Don Knotts... two nooses. There are two nooses. Actual nooses. Like, rope. Nooses. Hanging from a branch of the tree. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And Don Knotts explains to the gang that they call them ghost trees. Because that tree in particular is where the bootleg gang was hung. This is a real episode of Scooby-Doo, guys. I didn't find it, like, online. It's on my DVD set, which I purchased with money at Walmart. It was shown to children. I'm like, okay. I just... I mean, it just must be the time. I don't know. Like, I guess. You would never see that in a cartoon nowadays. No. I mean, never. it would get canceled. Yeah. Um. So that just really caught us off guard. Um... The gang ends up splitting up. Of I course. guess they're just going to look around. Well, he, Fred goes, um, like, all right, guys, let's split up. And Shaggy just flat out goes, what are we looking for? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? But Same so thing I'm asking yeah. everything because I fucking hate this show. So they split up where Daphne goes with Scooby, Dan, Don Knotts goes with Shaggy, and Velma and Fred end up together. Which again, like... Interesting. Odd. And we don't see what they're doing in the cemetery Ever, either. Because they're fucking... We see Daphne trying to convince Scooby to go with her. You know, she offers him some Scooby snacks. Um, and then Don Knotts and Shaggy are just getting triggered by everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> they are, like, actually on their hands and knees. Because they're just hearing shit. And something that we made an observation of. Behind Shaggy was a grave. It was for a man named Jake Slade. He died... No, he was born in 1762. He died in 1901. Which means that he was 139 years old. And his tombstone reads, He ain't no more. I just... I genuinely feel like he was just a normal dude who just kept living. And he like, wasn't falling asleep like everyone else <laughs> in Juneberry. <laughs> But, like, every year he'd be like, maybe this will be my year to die. And then it just, like, wasn't. I'm imagining, like, the whole town is rooting for his death. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like, in the most, like, polite way possible. 
Like, just I like, hope you die. Yeah, one day. like like every year he blows out his candles and it's just like, I hope this is the year I die. And he's like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't fucking die until nineteen oh one. Because like all of like his spouses, his kids are dead. Like his great grandkids are just like Shannon. Bro. He was born before America was yeah. established. So like he traveled over to America. He was born like like during the Revolutionary War. Yeah. He saw the birth of America. He was alive during the War of 1812. He was alive during the Civil War. Like, he saw all this shit. Dude saw some stuff. So like, he if he, was ready if he had lived another 13, 14 years, he would have saw World War I. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's insane. I just like, the, that's just a... We're not making this shit up, though. Like, that was on the screen. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> and, like, it was funny, though, because I, I'm sure it was a mistake, but it's just so funny because all of the rest of the... The tombstones don't have that much detail no, on them. They any, might have some numbers, yeah, but... Yeah, any of the other tombstones you can see have, like, regular death and, like, birth dates of just, like, um... Like, 83 years old, 92, I think is what I saw. So there's, like, a few others that, like, are old, but, like, reasonable. Mm -hmm. This dude was 139 years old. Like. So I don't want to get into too much detail about what happened in the graveyard. I just know that there, some ghosts started to appear. (laughs) Okay. We saw a three-eyed ghost. Well, let me go with this, because I wrote down all the creatures that we saw. Okay. Like, throughout the episode? Yeah. No, just list off everything that we've seen off to this point. To this point? Um, I mean, we have, like, the fog and the ghostly ghoul sounds. We have the, the vulture. Yep. We had the giant horseshoe-throwing monster. Um, we had the red-eyed vulture, and then we just had moaning. Once we got into the graveyard, um, we get our first sight at the skeleton man. And then we see three different ghosts that are... In my opinion, actual real ghosts. Okay. Um, so one is a three-eyed ghost. One just has, like, really long hair, and she's very, like, long and lengthy. That's called her a lady ghost. Yep. And then um, there's this giant fucking huge ghost, and he is terrifying. Like, he's just, like, think sumo wrestler times Scottish ten. Scottish looking. Yeah. He looks like a Scottish sumo wrestler. In my but, opinion. like, times ten. Like, he was taller and, like, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we see him twice. The second time we see him, he actually touches Don Knotts, yeah, which is so, why I think that they're real ghosts. Um, but then they say, you know, they're freaking out, and they somehow reunite with everybody else. Like I said, we never really see what Fred and Velma are doing. They were fucking. They were fucking. Um, they all now see a skeleton, which is the main, main villain of the episode. We see it multiple times. And I'm going to assume that's what they saw in the jail. I, I, I'm just, I want to assume yeah. that because I don't know what else it would have been. Um, the skeleton is just kind of walking through the graveyard. It doesn't really do that much. It looks like it just kind of runs from them. Yeah, it's just so weird. So like, it's kind of like what the, um, what happened in the jail is it's just like the thing like walks in sees them, and then runs away. Like, it's not... The skeleton never does anything. It doesn't really come off as confrontational. No. Most times we see it, it's running away from the gang. Yes. 
Um, Scooby chases after it, and he accidentally trips onto a tombstone, which activates some kind of a door into the mountain nearby. Yeah, like this... It goes into, like, caves, right? This huge... No, it leads to a bridge, but yeah. Yeah, like, this huge part of the mountain starts to separate from, like, the actual part of the mountain, which we later find out the mountain isn't a mountain... It's a volcano. Volcano. <laughs> um, but that's a whole different story. That's a different problem for Doomberry. <laughs> so, so, like, this, I'm going to call it a mountain because as of right now, we only think it's a mountain. Yes. Um, so the mountain separates from the actual mountain. They get over there, and then there's, like, a little troll bridge. So they walk across that and into the cave, which we later find out isn't a cave. It's also just a coal mine. So this it's thing a lot is, of like, things. it's, it's a, a multi, lot of things. It's a yeah. multi-purpose rocky environment. Yes. Uh, and so they get into these caves, and then all of a sudden the troll bridge, like, breaks in half, but, like, um, acts like, uh, like a castle, like the... Like a moat. Yeah. In a way, yes. So the bridge goes up and, like, blockades them in, so now they can't get out. So I they made have a joke. to go forward. I made a joke that the Hermit of the Hills from the Creeper episode should have had something like this. He definitely needed something like that. Um, so they all go in. Oh, I didn't know. I missed, I missed one thing. Fred did also chase after the skeleton. And he, like, I don't know if he went to jump oh at God. him or something. He, like, tripped. But he looked like he more so tripped. And then he just looks at Daphne and Bum. He's like, I missed. Yeah. Just that calm, too. He's like, I missed. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> um, so they get inside. And somehow, I, I, I think a wall came down between Shaggy, Donuts, and Scooby, and oh. Fred, Bum, and Daphne. Because that's when the big scary ghost touched on not touched yes, on that's right. and so the three of them bolted. Yes, and then the wall came down, and this, yeah. separating them three from Velma, Daphne, and Fred. Velma, Daphne, and Fred are attacked by a bat. Uh, it's not relevant at all, but the bat, you know, is flying around, and Fred's like, "There's nothing to worry about, unless." <laughs> and Daphne's like, "Unless what? Unless it's a vampire bat?" It literally just reminded me of those like anxiety memes. Where it'll just be like, your brain's just like, no, we're good. And your anxiety's like, unless. <laughs> like like one of those comics I've seen. Um, the girl like lays in bed and she's like, all right, it's time for like a nice, uh, you know, calming night. Yeah. It's like time to shut down everything. And then the brain's just like, what about that really embarrassing thing you did in sixth grade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Fred was just like, no, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. Unless, unless I would do that shit if we were in a kid. It really, you unless would it's too. a vampire bat. Unless and it's then, a vampire bat. And, and then Daphne, Daphne goes, <laughs> I wish they'd just leave and vampire each other. Like, oh. Same. I mean, okay. Um, so they keep walking. So, okay. I'm going to say that like, what they go down to like a second level. Something, it's yeah. It's the only logical way that this could have happened. I'm not, so they go down to like a second level. I don't really want to explore the entire layout of this cave. It's really confusing. No, and we're going to go fast on this because a lot of stuff happened. It was very confusing. And it's not um, important. No, none of it matters. So they are about to go down this tunnel, Fred, Daphne, and Velma. Yeah. And they see these like spiky things like right around the edge of this, you know, the edge of the tunnel. And they're like, what are those? And Daphne thought they were teeth. And Vama was like, no, they're actually stalactites and stalagmites. 
And she just goes into detail about the difference between the two. No, actually, it's a fucking dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out it's a dinosaur. Uh, and all of a sudden, the tunnel that they were standing on completely disappears. They're just in the middle of this huge opening in the cave. And then, Big enough for a brontosaurus. It's a brontosaurus. It's a brontosaurus. Uh, and so then all of a sudden the brontosaurus disappears and they were like, oh, it must have been a hologram. And that was literally, that was it. That's it. Uh, yeah. so then we cut back to Don, Shaggy, and Scooby and these two headless horsemen start chasing after them. So then they disappeared. I guess another hologram. There was another, like a horse carriage yeah, or then something. Then a ghost carriage starts chasing after them. Uh, it was another hologram. And then a giant boulder comes flying at them. Plot twist. This one's it's real. It's a real boulder. <laughs> this one's real. Um, so then the boulder like hits a soft spot in the ground and it falls like a hundred feet. And Scooby and Shaggy end up also falling into yes. the hole. Uh, so now they're separated from Dan. Or from Don, I'm sorry. Dan. So now they are separated from Don. And Scooby and Shaggy fall to that second floor that I'm assuming uh um, Fred, Daffy, and Velma are on, but they are in two different, like, parts. I don't know. We I'm don't not know. even thinking about anyway, it. Anyway. I don't care. We don't give a fuck. Um, so, so, at this point, Shaggy and Scooby end up finding a, uh, minecart. Oh, wait. I wanted to talk about the werewolf hand. That was after, wasn't it? No, no, no. When they fall into the thing and they build, like, that rock tunnel, or the rock tower to try to get out of the hole. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, they, they try to, like, pile a bunch of rocks onto, like, this opening in order to climb up. Uh, Shaggy says that Scooby has the feet for it. So, yeah. I mean, that's just how it's going to work. So, Scooby goes all the way to the top, and he's gonna—he's about to jump off of the rock tower to get out of here, to get out of the hole. And all of a sudden, this, like, werewolf hand comes out of fucking nowhere and grabs one rock, and, and the whole thing the falls off. Which I think is kind of realistic, but I just don't know why it was a werewolf hand. Yeah, I it was don't... a really weird hand. Again, yes. like, creatures we don't understand— don't need, don't yeah. Uh, so then they come across these mine carts. Uh, Derek and I have decided we're over mine carts. Uh, don't care for them. I hope we never see them again in, in any new thing that... Scooby-Doo has to offer us. Because I, I just, I don't care about them anymore. They suck. They're they're not any good. They're not interesting. They're not funny anymore. Um, but we even joke too that like if we were trapped in a cave and there's a mine cart, we're just going to... We're going to die. Gonna, we're just going to die down there. I've seen enough Scooby-Doo to know that no good comes from a minecart. But they do get in the minecart, and it's just rolling, rolling, as you would expect, and they end up falling out of it, and Scooby has a chain wrapped around him. So now they're okay. using the chain to hop up onto those rocks. Can you guys tell that we're just, like, flying through this because we actually don't care about like, any of this? this whole scene took, like, a whole half hour, but, like, we're literally explaining it to you in 20 minutes. Um. Also, they randomly find Don Knotts, which, you well, know, we... Okay, Forgot to so, mention, they got separated from when they fell through the hole. Yeah, so when they swing up from this new hole that they find, because um, apparently there's just holes there's everywhere. There's holes everywhere in this cave. So they swing up from this new hole that they find. Unless maybe they walked back. I don't I know. Anyway, so they swing up, and then all of a sudden, like, Shaggy makes some comment of like, oh, here comes Don, which just means that Don, like, didn't wait for them. He just kept fucking walking. Um... <laughs> He wasn't like, hey, are you guys okay? <laughs> so then, like, before anyone can do anything, he's like, oh, here comes Don. And then all of a sudden, the floor beneath Scooby starts rumbling and, like, rising up. And they're like, oh, my God, I can see its eyes. It's this creature. And then all of a sudden, like, Scooby goes to jump off the pile. And it, it turns out it's Fred, Daphne, and Velma. And Fred grabs Scooby's feet and it's just like, I'm not a monster. I'm Fred. And it's just like, Fred, stop. Like, I'm Fred. 
leave him alone. Um, okay, I'm just gonna randomly insert this right now, just because it it's a quote I think we need to hear. Okay. Back when they were in the cemetery. Okay. And Shaggy and John and Shaggy and Don Knotts were on the ground cowering. I think it was when Velma and Fred found them. Uh-huh. Um, Shaggy exclaimed that they were about to get attacked by an extinct monster. Fred is a monster. I just randomly thought of that. Like, I realized we didn't yeah. talk about it, and I thought that the listeners wanted to know that. Okay. It was said in this episode, guys. Yeah. Um, so, then, now they're all reunited, and they are kind of, you know, looking around. Shaggy's awkwardly scratching the sides of, like, the cave walls. And she just goes, we're stuck. We're stuck. Like, yes, Shaggy, you didn't do anything. I um, missed. <laughs> Fred also starts rubbing his hands on a rock and finds a wooden door hidden <laughs> underneath, like, I don't know, dust? Like, what I don't the fuck? know. Um, so the, de- the door, according to Velma, reads, Dead Man's Cave. Okay. Wonderful. They go in. They find the skeleton who is, like, masterminding this... Um, all these buttons. These and buttons, everything. It's whatever. You guys may remember in the Dynamic Scooby Doo Affair episode from the same series with Batman and Robin, the Joker and Penguin were doing a similar thing in oh, the Batman Museum. Yeah. So they're like pressing buttons, they're causing a bunch of noises and everything and holograms and shit throughout here. And back to a point I made earlier when you were like, it was never explained what the noises were in the town. I think that this is what it is. Okay. So the skeleton, you know, is just chilling. Shaggy is just like, oh my god, it's the skeleton. And Fred's like, I don't think it's a real skeleton. Like, he's the guy that's been fucking with us this entire She's time. like, are you sure? Are you sure, though? Like, are you sure it's not a real skeleton? Um, Everybody's just so stupid in this episode. The skeleton notices, and well, then it starts running. So is what happens is, um, because when Shaggy asks, like, are you sure it's not a real skeleton? Then Fred is like, look, I'll prove it to you, okay? I'll catch the skeleton. All we have to do is, like, sneak up on him. And then just as he finishes saying that, of course, Don Knotts sneezes, uh, an earthquake erupts, and then the skeleton runs away. So this earthquake is also independent of everything that's happening. So the floor just starts splitting open. Yeah, there's just chasms opening in this cave. Also, keep in mind, like, in two seconds, we're about to find out that they're in a dead volcano. So, like, now that the ground is opening, like, there's lava underneath there. Like, we're not aware of it right I'm now, but it's I'm assuming it's dormant, but, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> they're jumping over all these chasms and, you know, openings in the ground, trying to keep up with the skeleton. Scooby is really scared, and, I mean, understandably. And he almost falls to his death, and Velma and Daphne manage to save him and bring him up. And he's just like, thank you, guys. And Daphne's like, you're welcome, Scooby. It's like... I don't even know if Scooby said thank you. Yeah, he did. I did hear him say thank you. Because I was like, it was just so like, you're welcome. And I was like, oh. It's a really casual way of just saying that to, you know, you just saved someone's life. Saved your life. You're welcome. You could have just been like, you know, don't mention it, or like... I love you. You're like, my dog. Like, right. Of course. Like, of course. Like, what the fuck? You're, You're welcome. welcome. They're keeping up with the skeleton now. The skeleton is now chilling on this water pipe. And he twists the valve on it. And it starts flooding the cave. So we've got earthquakes and opening chasms in a volcano. And now it's flooding. So yeah. this is all great. Um, they're swimming, they're swimming, they're trying to survive. Don Knotts, I don't think, can swim. Uh, so Scooby, you know, helps him out. They eventually are fine. They get out of the water and they find the skeleton using a rope to climb out of the volcano, which is when we learn it's a volcano. 
Scooby, Fred tries to follow the skeleton by climbing up the rope, and the skeleton takes some scissors at the top and just chops through him, and Fred falls to his death. Um, everyone else is just like, oh, shit, like, what are we gonna do? No, Fred's dead. Yeah, Fred died. Bummer. I wish. Um, so no, Fred's fine. His ass got a little ajar, but it's okay. So it stays ajar for just like a, a few, few moments. Yeah. Too long. <laughs> um, so they convince Scooby to use his feet, which Shaggy, you know, established earlier. He's got the feet for it to climb up. They told him to just pretend to be a pussycat. Yes. They told him to just climb the walls, lining up this volcano, make it to the top, and then drop the remainder of the rope that got cut. As he's climbing, keep in mind, he's just losing it. I don't blame him. Daphne exclaims that she will give him 30 Scooby Snacks if If he he makes makes it. So it's just like, so either get the 30 Scooby Snacks and make it or die. Um... While while Scooby is climbing, he also, like, starts to fall for a second because, like, the rocks that he's grabbing are breaking. Mm -hmm. And it cuts to Velma, like, touching Fred. No, she was staying next to Fred. And when he made it and made it up to the top, everyone was cheering. And that's when Velma, like, caressed, like, straight up just caressed Fred. And Fred's just, like, not paying attention at all. No. I'm like, Velma, it's okay. It's because, like, he hit it and quit it. I was just about to say, it was a one and done. Yeah. Move on, Velma. So, now, they're all just taking turns getting up to the top. You know, Fred goes first, and then I think it was Daphne, and so on and so forth. Uh, they're now up out to safety, and they're now trying to find the skeleton. They're in the middle of this just, was it a valley? They're just in a valley now. I guess. Like, I don't know where we are. We're um, very far outside of town. I don't know where Juneberry is in relation to this place, <laughs> but there's just a lot going on in that volcano. They find a vast population of cattle that are just chilling in this valley. I wonder how big it was before cattle started getting stolen. I don't know. But I will note that based on the way that the ground was drawn in the scenes that we, we you know we can see the cattle, some of the cattle, they're floating. So that was great. Magic cattle. They see the skeleton along with two other skeletons. You know, I guess they're just gathering the cattle into a truck. Yeah. I guess. And they decide they're going to spook the cattle in order to, like, cause a stampede. So they all start barking. Like dogs. Like dogs. They don't sound like dogs, but that's what they're doing. The stampede happens. Um, We never see the other two skeletons again. We just see the one that we, I, I'm assuming is the one we've been seeing this entire episode so far. Yeah. I'm going to assume that the other two died in the stampede. Because they are never seen again. Never seen again. They're not even arrested or unmasked. No. Like, they just, I, I guess they died. Yep. Um, Maybe they were holograms. <laughs> with all the other fucking holograms in this episode um the main skeleton though he he like goes and hides underneath the truck and he shouts like i surrender i surrender i surrender like, right. take pity on me <laughs> um so it turns out that it's gene haltry the guy like we said earlier was like coming to the sheriff and just being like hey like why aren't you investigating my crime hey come arrest me like i'm ready for it and they just throw him in jail. Um, they are talking to the sheriff and Don Knotts the next day. And the sheriff's like, will you guys come back to visit? And I'm like, no. I have never fucking come <laughs> back to this town again. It was just one of those things like, no. It's kind of like in Pokemon. 
Like, in every yeah. fucking episode of Pokemon, Ash and the gang, like, meet these kids. They do something. And they're like, we'll never forget you. And then we Come never back see soon. them again. And you never see them again. It's like, that's... What this, this, yeah. what this is happening right now. Because yeah. um, um, Velma's just like, yes, definitely, we'll come back. And I'm like, why? No. Juneberry sucks. Juneberry, like, has mass population issues. Um, <laughs> and vultures. <laughs> and, <laughs> there's so a lot they, of problems with this town. But so they get in the car and they then leave. And all of a sudden, Don Knotts starts, like, putting on his siren and he starts chasing him down. And everybody's like, oh, no, what did we do wrong? Like, we couldn't have possibly done anything wrong. They forgot Scooby-Doo. I like to imagine that they were driving for like 20 minutes. Like they're already 20 minutes. They're already like 20 minutes out of the town. They're on their way. And like, you know, Velma, Daphne, and Fred are just sitting in the front seat minding their own business. And Shaggy's just sitting in the back without the dog not realizing the dog's not there. (laughs) Like, you forgot your dog. (laughs) Um, So yeah, they... They forgot Scooby. Uh, Scooby hops in the van. I think Don Knotts tried to elaborate saying that, like, you know, he didn't want to say goodbye to his hero. Yeah, he was So like, I guess oh, Don Knotts is Scooby's hero. Well, he's everybody's favorite. That is right. Don Knotts is the gang's favorite. Yeah, so I guess. Okay, that, that's true. And then the episode ends. Well, <laughs> the van starts driving away, and then we just see Don Knotts awkwardly waving yeah. as the van speeds through the sunset of the desert. And also keep in mind, like, where is the gang going? Because the next closest town is 1,000 miles away. I think that was just a joke on Don Knotts' part, but, like, they also don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the spooky fog of Juneberry. I hated it. It sucked. I'm giving it a 3 out of 10 on the Scooby Snackometer myself. Okay. I think that I enjoyed it better than other the new Scooby-Doo movies episodes we've watched on this podcast so far. Um, And I don't know. It's like I score it low because these episodes never have a focus. They don't have suspects. They don't have clues, like actual clues. Most of the episodes just filler. This one in particular had an issue where it was showing us like animals as, like, yeah. things to fill time. Like, when Fred and Velma walked out of the city jail when the second round of fog happened, um, like, they ran into an iguana and a cat. Yeah. And when they were in the graveyard, Scooby and Daphne ran into a jackrabbit. And another bug. or And a bug. Like, it was just everything. And there was, was that bat. Yeah. yeah. And these things don't... Oh, they also ran into a frog. And a frog at one point, too. Yeah. Like, none of these things matter. Um... On top of that, I think they did a really shit job at, like, explaining what was really even happening. Yeah. Like, they didn't explain, if, like, is the fog a natural occurrence in this town? Like, is it from the volcano? Like, I don't understand where it's coming from. From the volcano, the coal mines, the mountain. Because the- Gene Haltry, basically, it was explained that, like, he was using the fog to hide their cattle wrestling. Yeah. You know, Maybe it was just, gig. like, one of those buttons. Like, maybe he just had, like, a big... But we we don't learn that though. No, the I holograms don't. and the sound. Yeah, we know that that was coming from the machines that the skeleton was operating in the cave. But the fog kind of comes off to me as like a separate thing. Yeah, and that I don't appreciate. So just the mystery's weak, the clues are weak, the characters are weak. It just sucks. Um, but I also didn't hate it as much as other episodes from this same series that we've watched so far. So I'll just give it a three out of ten on this one. What about okay. you? 
Well, I was debating between a two or a three. I think I am going to go with a three, though. Okay. Because, I mean, just about the exact same thing. I do want to give it bonus points because for the first time in Scooby-Doo, we learned something. The stalactites and stalagmites. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now I know that, you know, stalactites are what grow from the ceiling and stalagmites are what grow from the ground. Wonderful. I needed to know I don't this. know when that's going to come in handy, but I'll let you guys know. <laughs> uh, but I learned something. But no, I mean, we laughed a lot, like, mainly at the episode. We laughed at it more so with, than with it. I am. I always like to say I'm more of the Paula while we're judging these, where I judge with my heart. And, like, we laughed and had fun watching this episode, but it was the most shit episode we're going to see this season. We always know that. It happens. I, I keep thinking back to the Three Stooges one, the, yeah. the ghastly ghost town. I mean, this one was a lot better. But I also got the same vibes of, like, just the deadness of yeah. this world. It's you know, just, there's, there's nothing just nothing there. Here. Everything's falling apart and thing, decaying. Like, like, I get that, like, because these are hour-long episodes or 40-minute episodes, whatever. Um, You know, they probably cost more to make. But, like... They have serious pacing issues. Yeah, and... like, it really, like, just draw a few background characters in. Like, supposedly this town still has, like, 2,000 people. people. Where are they? Where are they? Yeah. Like, have they crossed the 2,000 out and literally just put, like, One. 10? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, even just, like, 10, I'd be like, okay, like, maybe we aren't going to see 10 people. I get that. Especially since we see, like, five of them leaving in the car. Like, I get it. Um... Because we see at least three people. So then yes. there's two people we don't see. I can accept that. If they would have done something like that and to go from like 2,000 to like 10 would have been hilarious. But just like, just that extra mile, they don't go. And that's what always irritates me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. So with your three and my three, we are collectively giving the spooky fog of Juneberry a three out of 10 on our Scooby Snackometer. Woohoo. Ready for a fun fact? Of course. All right. So I actually want to talk about something from the comics today. Okay. Interestingly enough. So currently DC Comics is the one that's producing Scooby-Doo comic books. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a period in the 70s when Marvel was actually producing oh. Scooby-Doo comics. They only, they only did nine issues. Okay. It was a short run. Um, but and they were like, get these out of here. We're not about Scooby-Doo anymore. Um, so... In issue number four of this series, there were like two stories per issue. Mm -hmm. For the second story in the fourth issue of the series, um, it, the, the name of the story is called Dazzling Duds. I remember reading this years ago when I first got this issue, and I just thought it was an interesting thing. Question for you guys. What breed of dog is Scooby-Doo? Great name. In this comic, it's also established that he has bloodhound in it. I feel like I remember that. I wouldn't have read it in the comics, but I, or maybe I always just figured, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Shaggy makes a comment while they're, they're sniffing out something. I don't remember what it was, but um, he's like, use that bloodhound in you or something okay. like that. So yeah, um, Scooby is part bloodhound as well. So he's not a purebreed. No. All right. He is not. He's just fucking giant. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was the Scooby-Doo fun fact of the week. So next week, we will be moving on to the Scooby-Doo show. 
Shannon, are you ready to randomize what episode we will be watching next week? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Next week, we are going to be watching To Switch a Witch. I haven't seen this one in a while. Um, This is technically like... Some people consider this one like the third season of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? But, you know, on our podcast, we do this as the third season of the Scooby-Doo show. Um, to switch a witch, this is a premise coming from Scoobypedia. The gang is off to visit a friend, Arlene Wilcox, on a Halloween night in the town of Salem, which is being haunted by a witch. The town suspects Arlene and sets out to get a confession from her. Woohoo! <laughs> If you guys would like to talk to us about the spooky fog of Juneberry or to switch a witch or anything Scooby-Doo related for that matter, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter as well as Tumblr. You can also check out our website at www.thatgroovyscoopcast.com or you can send us an email at thatgroovyscoopcast at gmail.com. We don't really get a lot of emails on that email. We don't, but honestly, nobody sends emails anymore. Send us emails, guys. We both get them. Yeah. Yeah, we like to read them. You know, you're saying hi. Or if you want to tell us that, like, we're horrible human beings. I mean, you can do that, too. I hope you don't. But. <laughs> and with that, we hope that you enjoyed that Groovy Scoopcast. Come back next week for Scooby Snack Bill time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.